Hello, hello, and welcome to Let's Talk About Time, the weekly-ish podcast helping you get things done and seriously shake up your relationship with time. I'm your host, Kat, and I share weekly bite-sized episodes for solo business owners who want to get hours back in their days, achieve more in less time, procrastinate less, and have more fun. Want to learn more about creating time freedom in your business? Download my three simple time freedom systems for solo business owners at cathunterva.com forward slash simple systems. Hey guys, we're here for another week, episode eight. I'm excited. My podcast is officially a preteen. That makes no sense. but I'm going with it anyway. Thanks for tuning in again. There might be a bit of background noise today. There's some wind going on outside, (laughs) some wind magic. And my husband's also working from home today. So as you know, if you follow me on Instagram, I get highly irritated by the volume of his voice on the phone when (laughs) he takes calls, which is quite regularly. He's, 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 He's an engineer and people ask me what he does. He builds things anyway, and often takes a lot of call. I mean, I would think this is just a side note. I would think that someone who builds things would be out building things like a bit more often, but he seems to be on the phone quite a bit. So you might hear a sneak preview of his phone voice in the background of this podcast. If you listen really closely, but in alignment with doing things imperfectly and taking action rather than waiting for the perfect time, I'm going for it. And I'm recording this podcast because I really believe that more of the media that we consume and the things we listen to and the things we read and see need to be a little bit messier. Like I get it. I get that there's a time to showcase quality work and to, you know, really put in the effort to make sure you're serving your people and your audience as giving them great value and great content and great information. But I also think people just want to connect, right? When that other threads app, (laughs) as you can see, I'm a social media expert. When threads launched, I was on threads for a little bit. I still am. I just have obviously with everything else that I'm doing, I have hit pause on kind of posting on threads more regularly, but I may get back to it one day because I did really enjoy it. When threads launched, it became clear that everybody was desperate to just connect with real human people and to just hear all the messy bits inside people's brains and to see what other people's lives are like. And while it's okay if you're not fully comfortable sharing that all the time, because I'm not comfortable sharing every single element of my life, although I do overshare some strange things that probably most people wouldn't share, but it's really, it really was a sign to me that people are just, there's a huge, I think we're thirsty for just having some real connection again, deeper than this surface level, perfectly polished and edited trending video type content that we've been consuming, which is great. And there is a place for that. But the point of my very long rant here is that I think that we need a little more imperfection and the more imperfection we become comfortable with, the more primed we will be to take that messy action and to move forward with the things that we might've been hesitating on before. 
So that's why I've started recording the podcast, even though there is background noise. Also, I've come into the office to record after my husband's been sitting in here all day. <laughs> no, this sounds like a bit of a husband roast, but honestly, you know how like a space just smells like human sometimes? <laughs> like, I just like, I've just literally gassed it with Glenn 20 because he's also a little bit sick, which like... Obviously, of course he is because we've all been sick for such a long time. It's been a roller coaster of sickness in here. So I've just Glenn 20 I am bracing myself to hear his phone voice throughout this podcast. I'm really just, I'm loving working from home life as a couple right now, as you can tell. God, anyway, he's probably going to be delighted with how much I've roasted him in the intro. But hey, you know, insights behind the scenes, guys. You heard it here. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the podcast. Last week, we unpacked the magic behind micro routines. Thank you to everybody who listened. And it was great to hear that the subject really landed with you guys. Like, I think having this notion in our heads that we need to commit to these big, long chunks of things can be something that really holds us back when we're trying to move forward, whether it's with something we're doing in life, like, you know, whether it's exercise or trying to eat well or doing, spending time with our kids or, you know, reading or picking up a new hobby or whatever it is, or whether it's, you know, something we need to do for work or in our businesses that we're kind of putting off because we convince ourselves we need these big, long chunks of time to do it. And until we get that, we can't move on it. I think it can be really inhibiting to actually moving where we want to go and moving forward, where if we kind of break that down, break it down and <laughs> sorry, and <laughs> so mom joke moment. Anyway, if we break it down and <laughs> sorry, I promise I won't do it again. I'm not going to do it again. Okay. If you hit, if you hit pause or stop, then please hit play again. I know you obviously won't be listening to this part if you have hit stop. Anyway, don't leave me. <laughs> I am getting there. I've got a point. So I think if we let that kind of hold us back, we are never really going to move. Whereas, and that can be when we start feeling that feeling of like, oh my goodness, I'm never going to get anywhere. I don't have any time. This is going to take too much time and it can really slow us down. And we can feel like we are then working so much more than we really need to and missing out on other things in our life or not doing things in our life that we want to do because we're trying to make this big chunk of time happen. So it was really exciting to hear from you on how you've been implementing these little tiny changes into your day, um, especially from um, most of the people I heard from were mums like me or someone who's really time poor, who've been struggling maybe to fit things in and struggling with kind of getting things done that they want to do, or, you know, even just struggling to take breaks, like struggling to find any time to take breaks because they feel like it's unrealistic because you feel like you need all this time and any window that you're not using to kind of spend on getting things done feels, 
you know, it feels wrong to kind of stop and take a break. And that is just not how it should be. So it was really nice to hear that you guys have already started implementing these little changes into your days and your week. And so today I thought continuing in that theme, I wanted to kind of dive a bit deeper into something even more transformational for me when it comes to how we view our time and what we've kind of normalized in terms of how we get things done. If you've listened to the podcast before, especially if you listen to episodes one to three, I really focus on this a lot because it's sort of been the foundation of what I've decided to do in terms of helping solo business owners and other women manage their relationship, will change their relationship with time and their relationship with productivity. The world has kind of been preaching this productivity sermon to us for so long that we've kind of forgotten (laughs) what it is to actually live without feeling like we're on this hamster wheel of busy. And it's, it's really such a huge hurdle to overcome because it's so ingrained into what life is like for us now. We feel like work needs to look like this big, long, stretch of time in our day where we need to be sitting down and doing all the time, or we need to be, if we're not doing, we're consuming information or content. And when we're out of that workspace, you know, we're running around for our families or we're doing things with the kids, but it, it's more just kind of like keeping everybody fed or keeping the wheels going or whatever it is. And everything can kind of become this do, do, do life. And I think we've all forgotten why we're doing, why we're actually doing that. And it's not our fault. It's just the way that our society has been set up for such a long time. But time isn't just a clock. Time isn't just the 24 hours in our day. Time is how we live our lives and what we actually do with our days And it's also about the legacy that we create and the impact we leave behind. And that legacy and that impact is not just the things we have gotten done. And I think that it's really important to kind of reflect on this when we think about, you know, this is a bit grim, but if you think about your last moment on earth, what are you going to be thinking about? And I know this is kind of big picture stuff, but we're not going to be thinking about, oh, I didn't send that email or I never got that spreadsheet done or I didn't make that meal for my kids that time. You know, we're going to be thinking about kind of the bigger connections we've made. Whatever we're thinking about, it's not going to be, did I maximize every single second? Did I do something every single second of every single day? We've been conned into believing that our every second has to be accounted for. A lot of that comes from the way our working culture is set up and the way our nine to five structure is set up in our society. But that's a whole other podcast for a whole other day. I won't delve too much more into that today, but I wanted to reflect on my own story when it comes to moving from my nine to five into working for myself Because I think like a lot of people who move into working for themselves, you can start and move into it with all of these ideas of, oh, it's going to be so flexible and it's going to be freedom filled and it's going to be 
you know, working for who I want, when I want, and it's going to be all the things. And it is a lot of those things, but often the journey of it can look really different to what you think it's going to be. So when I was fresh out of my nine to five, I was really excited to start working for myself. I had a lot of ideas and a lot of energy, and I wanted to channel all of that into my business while I was being a mum to my two daughters who at the time were three and one, or maybe even a little bit younger. I can't remember. Anyway, so I thought because of the way I had traditionally viewed work and the way I work, the way I got things done, I had every time block scheduled. I was using all the productivity tools in my toolkit, different ways of focusing, different to-do lists, different project management tools, spreadsheets. I had time blocks. I had all the things, but here's the thing. It all came crashing down. (laughs) The world's view of productivity or what I was trying to do with how I used my time and my reality of managing, you know, my business, the kids, my aspirations, my relationship, my social life, my family, They felt like they were on two different planets. I felt like I was trying to fit into this system that just didn't work. And I felt really stretched thin. I felt overwhelmed. I felt like I was working all the time and I started to really resent my business. I started to feel like I was just working from this never ending to-do list that looked suspiciously the same every single day. And this might sound really familiar to you. So if you feel like you're rushing through life, you're just kind of meeting demands, you're ticking off tasks, but you still feel really behind, it could be time to shift the way you look at your relationship with time. And it could be time to start doing things, try doing things another way. So that's what I wanted to cover in today's podcast episode is finding your focus versus just chasing your productivity. So firstly, when we look at this, we need to understand the difference between finding your focus or taking focused action and just subscribing to being productive or productivity. So productivity often pushes us to do more. So productivity is all about how much you can get done and how much you're using your time. So you might say traditional productivity says you have eight hours a day. So because you're a robot and not a human, you can blissfully map out those eight hours and you're going to be doing something with every single hour of every single day. And as a machine, you will achieve X target by the end of the week. And this is how you're going to do it by mapping it out. And you're going to use different tools like 25 minute timers and five minute breaks or lists or project management or whatever it is to kind of get where you think you need to be by the end of your week. Focused action, on the other hand, emphasizes kind of honing in on what really matters and what the actions are that are going to get you where you want to go without just doing things for the sake of doing them or doing things because you feel like you should be doing them or doing things because you're just working from one big to-do list and you feel like you need to fill up your available hours with stuff to do, but without actually realizing that 
20% of what you're doing is probably moving you forward and about 80% of what you're doing is probably not really getting you very far in the first place. So focused action is not about the number of tasks that you tick off, but it's about the impact each task creates. So an example of this might be something like, you know, you can file 20 emails or you could send three DMs to potential clients. Which action do you think is going to have more impact in your business? And we all know it's the latter one, but that's just a really simple example illustrating the difference in just doing things for the sake of doing them and taking focused action and knowing exactly what you need to do to move forward to where you want to go. Another example might be feeling like you need to be spending hours with your kids and half spending time with them because you're also feeling like you need to be doing something for your business or for work and then ending up feeling guilty about the whole thing on both fronts because you're not really doing a great job of either of them. But instead of feeling like you need to subscribe to this social expectation of spending hours with your kids or the social expectation of spending hours on your business, instead of doing that, realizing that maybe a, the next right action could be to spend 20 minutes really playing with your kids and focusing on them and giving them your full and undivided attention, and then perhaps leaving them to play on their own and going and doing something else that you needed to do or taking some time for yourself or whatever it is, rather than trying to do both at once and just feeling constantly frazzled and stressed because you're just not able to focus on either. And that's a really basic example as well. I'm not a parenting expert and I'm not here to judge how much time you spend with your kids, what you think quality time is. It's just about really kind of evaluating some of the things we do every single day and thinking about how we have kind of been conditioned to view what we should be doing and just kind of casually questioning the should. I really like to question the should. It's been a favorite concept of mine for the last six months. And I'm really challenging myself to try and do it more when I am struggling with something or struggling to decide what to do about something or feeling a little bit frazzled about something. I just kind of take a step back and question whether there are any shoulds in there that I feel like I'm trying to subscribe to. Anyway, this brings me to my next point that I wanted to chat about, which is how directing your focus towards taking the next right action and away from productivity can actually really help you with prioritization. It can be a natural assistant to helping you prioritize the right next steps to take. So when we're focused on the right next action, instead of just filling our hours with busy, we kind of zero in on our goals and our, and where we want to be. And it makes us really look at the things that we actually really want to do or need to do to get us where we want to go and kind of let go of the rest of all the stuff. Like I used to, when I worked in corporate, I was a massive email filer. I used to 
structure these beautiful folders and put everything into well-organized folders and every email had a folder. And I just realized how much time am I wasting filing these bloody emails that basically I can just search for. And it was really just my OCD of how I like everything in a folder and I like everything organized, but it wasn't really something that got me closer to where I needed to be, which was at that time, just getting my job done. It basically was just something that I did that kind of filled up my busy and meant that I felt like I was taking action. I felt like I was moving forward, but I wasn't really getting anywhere. So when we're zoning in on our focused actions, it can really help us kind of hero these say two to three tasks that we want to get done in a day versus this whole a hundred item to do list that we are never going to achieve in the time that we set ourselves. And we can actually start to feel like we're moving forward. And when we start to move forward with our priorities, we get momentum from that. And it becomes exciting because we wake up in the morning feeling energized and feeling excited because we don't have this overwhelming list of tasks and busyness and just faff to do through the day. We know that we have two or three tasks that are going to really be our priorities and the rest is just going to be how we want to use our time. And if that's going for a walk with our kids or if that's doing a yoga class or if that's just taking a rest or if it's doing three deep breaths in the car before we come inside or if it's just lying down and watching Netflix or whatever it is, that's going to really pave the way for us to have space, to be creative and to start to get closer to feel like we're actually growing the business, creating the business that we left our nine to fives to create. Another natural kind of derivative of folk, God, derivative, who am I? <laughs> this is now the maths podcast. Is that a maths term? Anyway, a natural benefit, I guess, or derivative. I'll say derivative. It sounds much more intelligent. And I'm a very intelligent person. Jokes. I mean, I am, but you know, anyway, that's not the point. Another natural progression of moving our focus, focus from productivity to focused action is that it helps us prioritize consistency over intensity. So instead of these energy sapping productivity sprints that just leave us really drained and feeling like we're working all the time when we're running a marathon, focused action enables us to kind of champion consistency. So even if it's just taking one focused action a day, or even if it's creating little habits around actions that we complete every day, those habits can kind of stack up over time and they become routine because we're consistent with them. And when something becomes routine, it takes a lot less of our energy and it drains, it creates more space in our brains and moves us away from this brain drain of getting ourselves set up in the morning and looking at what we have to do and, oh gosh, okay, I'll do this. And then I'll switch to this and I'll use all this energy, changing focus and bouncing back and forth from task to task, which really does drain our mental energy. When we really zero in on our focused actions and we champion consistency over these intense hours and hours long productivity sprints, 
We compound these little actions over time until they become habits. The little tiny changes really do become the things that get us in leaps and bounds closer and closer to where we want to grow. So for example, you might have a goal of growing your Instagram audience to, you know, 10,000 subscribers or whatever it is, or you might, sorry, followers is Instagram subscribers is email. This is also a marketing podcast, or, you know, you might have We'll we'll just stick with that. We don't need another goal, Kat. Don't go off on a tangent. So you might have a goal of growing your Instagram followers. And to do that, you might decide that you, you know, you need to be posting more consistently, but posting feels really time heavy and draining because you're trying to come up with these huge scripted talking reels or carousels or whatever it is. We all know how much effort it takes us to pull content together. (laughs) An example of focused action here in terms of consistency is you could set up little routines that, you know, happen every single week and you could say, okay, on Monday, I'm going to think of five ideas for social media content. And I'm going to challenge myself to do that in about 15 minutes. And when the 15 minutes is up, I'm done with that. And whatever the ideas I have, they're the ideas I'm going with. And I don't care if they're perfect or not perfect. That's what I'm doing. And then on Tuesday, you might say, okay, I'm going to do three captions today. And I'm going to give myself about half an hour to do those captions. And again, if they're perfect, that's great. If they're not perfect, I don't care. I'm doing them. And at the end of the half an hour, what's done is done. And that's what I'm posting. And you can see where this is going. So on the third day, you might do, you know, the post design in Canva, or you might do the hooks or whatever it is. And then the fourth day you might film a reel and that kind of repeats week after week. And again, it's those points of prioritizing your routine, your consistency. So you might do it at the same time every Monday or every Tuesday and you give yourself a time limit to, it's not about pressuring yourself. It's just about with something like, you know, for example, content, it's just about kind of, it's it's about getting quality out there, but it is also just about, especially with Instagram, It's about kind of just getting content out there and getting yourself out there. And to do that, often we can agonize over the content we're pulling together and then post it. And then it's like crickets and you're like, oh my goodness, I spent all this time on one goddamn post. (laughs) Why did I do that? So when we prioritize action over perfection, that's when we can start to become consistent with our little challenges of, okay, we're going to set ourselves 15 minutes or half an hour to do this. And then that's done. And then when we make that habit and a repeatable pattern every week, the more we do that and the more we get comfortable with that process, the more consistent we're going to be and the more we're going to get closer to our goal of building our Instagram audience. It's sort of like that motivation versus just do it when it comes to exercise. So for example, when I wake up in the morning, my alarm goes off. I set it before the kids wake up. I've mentioned my annoying children before who sleep till seven. So I do set my alarm for about quarter past six and I, every morning I do yoga, but every morning when I wake up, my first thought is, Oh, I don't want to get up and do yoga. I just want to stay in bed. That's my first reaction. And it doesn't mean that that is going to be the best thing for me to do. 
Last week, it was the best thing for me to do because I was sick and I was like, I just, I'm not, I'm, this is not happening and rightly so. So there's always room for, you know, you need to give yourself the space and time to actually listen to your body. But every single morning, regardless of whether I'm sick or not, when my alarm goes off, my instinct will be, no, I want to stay in bed. I have challenged myself to just get out of bed. My action or my habit for the morning, instead of do yoga for 15 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever it is, is just get up. And so I think, okay, well, yeah, I can get up. And then once I've gotten up, if I want to go back to bed, I can. But do you know what happens after I get up? (laughs) I get up and I put on my leggings or whatever it is, and I go and do yoga. So this is what can start to happen when we start to prioritize consistency and consistent action and kind of giving ourselves these little opportunities to go, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start with this as my trigger. So for example, writing your caption might be, I'm just going to start typing. And if I want to stop, I'll stop. And nine times out of 10, once you start typing, you kind of keep going and you get some momentum and you might then end up with your three captions. But the more we do this and the more repeatable, repetitive, repeatable, repetitive it becomes for our brain, the more our brain will feel familiar with it and comfortable with it. And it'll become a process that kind of gains momentum over weeks and weeks and weeks. And we might even find we get a lot faster with doing it. We might find some weeks are a bit of a drag and it just doesn't happen. But the more we kind of return to that prioritizing consistency over saying, okay, I'm going to sit down for the whole day and do my entire content for the month. And like that day then doesn't happen the way you want it to. And then you're like, oh my God, I can't do this. This is terrible. It gives our brain more opportunity to kind of become comfortable with just these little bursts of action that really get us where we want to go. So to finish off, because I have been waffling long enough and I've actually realized my husband hasn't been talking at all. So I'm apologize for any of you who were disappointed that you didn't get to hear him in the background. I wanted to leave you with just a bit of a think, have a bit of a think about this. So um, when you're thinking about whether you should kind of implement these, some of these strategies or this focus on action over productivity, imagine looking back at your week and seeing fewer tasks or fewer things to do or fewer time blocks, but feeling like you've gotten further than you have any weeks in the past, feeling like you've had a more impactful week and a more impactful outcome than those weeks where your calendar is full to the brim. How do you think that would change your business or your family time or your own well-being? Have a think about that. And I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you think implementing this might do for you. And if you would like any help with it, I am going to be doing a little Q&A on this on Instagram this week. Actually, it won't be this week. Sorry, next week. when the podcast comes out podcast will come out tomorrow so I'm going to be doing a little Q&A actually I might do it tomorrow anyway look just go and follow me on Instagram at cat hunter which is k-a-t hunter dot v-a v-a as in virtual assistant not b-a as in British Airways and I'll let you know when I'm going to be doing the Q&A 
on implementing, helping you implement this into your week. And I can't wait to hear what you think of this episode. I can't wait to hear if you're going to try some of these strategies through your week. If you did enjoy listening, please hit subscribe and follow so you don't miss future episodes. And if you have enjoyed the podcast over the last few weeks, if you could leave me a review, that would be amazing. If you could just take two minutes as one of your focused actions to leave me a review. It really does help the podcast reach more people and help more people change their relationship with their time and the way they see productivity. Thanks for listening guys. And I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of let's talk about time. The podcast I've made it my mission to share everything I've learned about time with as many of you as I can. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit subscribe. And if you would be so kind as to leave me a review, it really does help the podcast in reaching more people and helping them reclaim more time. Otherwise, I'll see you next week with another episode helping you shake up your relationship with time.